Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our Week 6 Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off of a 4-1 and one week in our contest. Another winning week, 5-0 the week before. We recorded our Sunday episode before Sunday Night Football, and as we said on the show, a lot of the lines we liked have already moved, which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show if you want to get the best of the number. Today, we will get to our Simon Says and our exact decision. Thursday, we will do Sharp Calls, Big Balls, and Foxhole. This episode, we'll look at the entire board. As we begin narrowing down the five picks, we'll enter in the Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest. It's still open for sign-up, still free to play, still awarding weekly and season-long cash prizes at favorites.actionnetwork.com. By the way, I got a lot of questions and notes this week about accessing the contest through the app, the Action Network app. You can only access the contest through favorites.actionnetwork.com. Com. A lot of folks have been clicking on some of the banner ads that were in the app and that took them to the site. Please bookmark favorites.actionnetwork.com. All right, let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. Good morning, my guy. <laughs> I was reading the chat the other day and someone had a response. Why do I always use an English accent when I introduce you? For those who are new to the show and don't know, Simon is from England. And so I introduce him in a way that makes him feel more comfortable as if it's akin to his native tongue. No, if you want to make me more more comfortable, Chad, you would tell me a dark joke, which you don't do, which is very American of you. So that's 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 the British way. I would come in, you would call me a piece of shit, make fun of my mother, and then we get into a podcast. That'd be way more British. But yeah, if you didn't know by the name Simon Hunter, which sounds very British and posh, I am British, but not the rich British. I was like the peasants. You were like uh, Peaky Blinders before they became gangsters. Um, <laughs> true. true. Yeah. Uh, way, way up in the north. All right, Simon. Uh, Brock Purdy, the Niners, they did exactly what we expected them to do on Sunday night. 
throttled the freaking Cowboys. That was our first bet last week. It was one of our biggest bets last week. The Niners, now the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Ahead of Kansas City, Brock Purdy, 7-1 to win MVP. Reminder, you did a film session after week one on Brock Purdy and how good he was. We talked about MVP odds for Purdy then. McCaffrey, uh, also 15-1, to Purdy 7-1. to I'd still buy McCaffrey at this point. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to our guy, Matthew Freeman. We had him on some random ass show. I feel like Matt Mitchell had him on during our own mailbag show. It was the most random thing ever, but he had him on and he gave out Purdy like 75 to 100 to 1, something crazy like that for MVP. And I poo pooed it because I just was like, the kid's coming off an, an arm injury. He's going to start slow, blah, blah, blah. Looking like a great bet, great bet there by Matthew Freeman. Purdy, 75 to 1 MVP. Not, did not see this coming, Chad. Like, I knew the kid would be good, play in the system, yada, yada, yada. He came back from a major elbow injury. Like, that was no offseason. Threw him to the Wolves. You know, QB competition. We, we get one of these rare gems every 20 years. You know, the Kurt Warners, the Tom Brady's, like these guys who no one believes in. They find the right coach, the right system. It's truly mind-blowing. Every time I say his fucking name, Purdy, it's mind-blowing. So can't give enough props to this 49ers team. Like, would love to say they're not the best team in football, but they are right now, which doesn't mean shit for the best team in October. But as a fan, that's got to feel really good where the Cowboys game was next level. Like, on the move, making throws, downfield throws, 50-50 balls right on target. I can't believe it, Chad. Like, this kid, Mr. Irrelevant, you go back and watch his college tape. You will not believe it's the same person. Year two, this kid's playing this well. Uh, Simon, it's not October. It's Brocktober. <laughs> there he goes, Brock Purdy! Shout out to Stucky. Shout out to Colin Wilson. Shout out Big Bets on Campus Podcast. Best college football podcast there is. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 18 and over in Kentucky and 21 and over in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, or Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions uh, and restrictions apply. Favorites contest update. Week five winners roundup. Wow. You know, we got like 12,000 people in this contest. Week five in the contest, we had 293 entries finish 5-0. and oh. We had a four-way tie for first because they nailed the tiebreaker length of the Raiders' first drive, which was 25 yards. Congrats to our winners. This week's Producer Cup Award goes to Dylan Danielson for finishing dead fucking last in the week five contest, going 0-5 and, and missing the tiebreaker by 50 yards. Dylan, email producer Matt Mitchell at podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. Week six is now live. The Monday night football tiebreaker. Total rushing yards on Monday night football. Good luck, everybody. All right, quick reminder. Some futures that Simon and I have in the offing 
Justin Herbert, lead the league in passing 25 to one. He had a bye. Not much to say there. Tyreek Hill, lead the league in receiving yards at nine to one. So all alone in first and Justin Jefferson expect to be out the next few weeks. Jalen Carter, now minus money to win defensive rookie of the year. We got him at seven to one before the season started. Another great day for him, included him sack, vicious sack of Matthew Stafford. We had bet Christian McCaffrey to win MVP. We have bet Josh Allen to win MVP when he was down to 10 to one. That one may be a little bit tougher now. All right, let's get to it, Simon. We talked about this on Sunday night. Denver is visiting Kansas City. It's already a pros Joe's game. We said we have to bet the Broncos, which we did on Sunday night, 10 and a half. We think we will lose it. It's a historically bad defense that has already made Justin Fields and Zach Wilson look like they might be serviceable NFL quarterbacks. They are last in the league in pressure rate, second most in yards after the catch allowed. Everything Mahomes dominates, they do badly. The only thing we have going for us right now is that Mahomes has 24 games as a favorite of 10 or more, 10, 13, and 1 against the spread. Yeah, and all 10 of those covers are against this Denver team. I, I think Matt Mitchell <laughs> agreed with me last show. Like we, we bet this every time. You know what, though? We did win last year. Last year, remember the Chiefs were up like 24 nothing in the first half, and, we and came the back. Broncos came back and covered? <laughs> so there we go. We got one. But, yeah, we'll, we'll bet this number. You guys can join us. I hate it. I hate it every year, We but we we bet this every year. Like, you're, you're in a divisional game. You're catching more than 10 points. On a short week, Travis Kelsey is dealing with a bum ankle. Like, the Chiefs offense just does not look right. I mean, the Vikings, I'm not trying to be such an Eagles homer, but I think the general public is starting to see what Eagles fans are bitching about, where the refs and this Chiefs team, this shit is ridiculous. That Jets game, that call, the, the flag after the pick, ridiculous. The last game, the ref saying to the player, put your helmet back on. The guy takes his helmet off, Chad. I don't know if you saw this clip. A, def- a player on the Chiefs took his helmet off to go talk to the refs on the field. And the ref said to him, put your helmet back on or I'll have to throw a flag. And in what world does a ref say to a player, put your helmet back on? They just throw the flag. So this Chiefs team is the NFL darling, clearly. Like this, you can't make it up. They they want them to succeed. Apparently, the swift thing is real. Chad knows. Like we, we'll bet this number every time. Like there's a few teams right now I have blacklisted, and you think I would with the Broncos after last week? Not not at all. Like I don't blame Russ or anyone for that loss last week. It's just we'll take the 10 and a half and Russell Wilson and this Denver team. That was a great conspiracy rant. It's seven in the morning, Chad. You're living large in Hawaii right now. What teams are on your blacklist? We've never talked about this. Like what team will I not bet right now, no matter how good the number is? Yeah. Uh, the Giants definitely are there right now. I just don't think the books are caught up to how injured how injured that team is. And it worked out for me last week. I made a big number on Miami came through and after losing money, just betting against them, uh, this 49ers team, like we're going to talk about this week, but like, yep. I'm, I'm having a tough time trying to fade this 49ers team. And I wanted to this week, we talked Sunday night. Like I took them early just cause I thought they would blow out the Cowboys and we'd get a good number. They're kind of breaking the mold right now. The 49ers are just so good, but we're getting Mike Vrabel as a three and a half point dog in London facing the Baltimore Ravens. Other than the fact the game is in London, everything else lines up for us to want to be on Tennessee. And on Sunday night, the game opened at four and a half for a blip. Then it was at four for about 24 hours. Now it's down to three and a half. We've got a very public dog here. The the money and the tickets coming in on the Titans. 
the secret may be out that Lamar Jackson, not as good as a favorite, certainly a little bit of deflation on the Ravens because of what happened last week. But look, we got Mike Vrabel as an underdog and, and not being in the US, I'm not sure how we take that into account. You tell me, like, do we care? But Vrabel is an underdog of more than more than three, 25, 12 and one in his career. Yeah, it stinks. I thought I was so excited. We were both were like, we're getting four and a half home dog Vrabel. It's in London. Talked to some really smart guys. They've come in heavy on the Ravens. I've seen some lines, you know, some sharper books back up to minus four and a half on the Ravens. I don't know what to do with it. I'm glad we don't have to put in our contest either. It's like, I want to take Vrabel and everything like that, but the Ravens, I, I don't know what the exact stat was, but it was something crazy of like, they had 150 yards and three touchdowns and drops against that Pittsburgh team. Like, that's how bad the receivers were for Lamar. I'd like that I see from Tennessee. Like, Tannehill doesn't look as bad as he looked last year or even early in the season. And, you know, the defense, sure, they they got some weaknesses to it. But against the run, they're really strong. And that's still what the Ravens want to do, right? We saw them yeah. try to be a more pass, passing offense. And it just really hasn't worked so far in the early in the season. So happy me and you don't have to put this in the contest. But do me and Chad have a choice? Like, if this is four and a half again, we'll be with the public. And we'll take the public dog of the week. And we'll take Tennessee most likely. Yeah, we kind of have to. I mean, the only thing is London enough to make us reconsider how we feel, right? Because that's the only difference. I'm not afraid of betting on Ryan Tannehill as an underdog right now because I think they're not they're not going to stop going for it over the course of a game. It feels like it's a huge number. That's the biggest thing, yeah, right? That's it's just a really we're big number. The number. We're playing the number. Another game that I think we're playing the number: Minnesota visiting the Chicago Bears. Game open to three. I bet Bears plus three. You and I haven't even discussed this yet. It's now down to two and a half. It might be why it moved. When I first saw this game, I thought it's too early to stake out a position. And then the more I thought about it, the more comfortable I was betting on the Bears. And that was before the Justin Jefferson news. But I want your sort of unfiltered take. Feels like one of the easier fades of the week. Bears won a game by 20 last Thursday. The Vikings have lost. They didn't cover either. Like, people are totally out on this team. You're telling me this number will be three and a half if Jeff Jefferson was playing or three. So it moved half a point because he's out of this game. It all feels like Fugazi to me. So um, looking at this number, I'll take minus two Minnesota against a Bears team that I don't know how they can handle winning, Chad. They hadn't won in a calendar year, basically. Now they had a whole 10 days to be saying themselves, we're back. Like their fans are back in. Everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid again. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be backing Kirk here, but we have to. We're getting under a field goal against one of the worst defenses in all of football. I'm not going to overreact too much. I do love what the Bears did and how they look. It's really fading that Bears defense. Like, the fields still is inconsistent. He's still a guy that he's going to turn the ball over at some point in this game. This defense of the Vikings, they might be terrible. They're going to be blitzing fields like crazy. That's what this, te- this team does. So the turnovers are going to be there. The opportunities are going to be there. I won't let it scare me off, Chad. Like, I'll, I'll, if this was three and a half, I'd probably go Bears. The Lions moved way too much off a guy's injury that I don't think he's worth as much to the spread as people perceive. So uh, I'll take the value here on the Vikings. All right. So I bet the Bears plus three, and it has nothing to do with the Bears winning and the Vikings losing. It has everything to do with something you just said, the Vikings blitzing. And it's not because I think Justin Fields is going to be great against the blitz. I think it's because the Minnesota Vikings are freaking terrible at blitzing because they're blitzing nonstop, but they're not getting to the quarterback ever. 
So I was reading Bill Barnwell yesterday and he had this great stat who's really the worst team. And he went through all the teams that are, you know, the bears and the Vikings and the giants and the Panthers and the Broncos. Right. So the Vikings are blitzing at one of the highest percentages in the league, but all it's doing is leaving the really bad secondary vulnerable. So this is from Barnwell, zero interceptions, six sacks on 108 plays with, with extra pressure. That is half the league-wide sack rate on blitzes. And they're allowing on those blitzes a 91 QBR because their secondary is so bad. So with the Bears, what they've done actually the past two weeks, and we've talked about this, they started to put Justin Fields in a position to succeed by letting him run a little bit more. And I think it's opened up the back end of the offense a little bit because now teams need to account for that. They don't have to account for that at all the first three weeks. Two RPOs the first two weeks, that was fewer than Mac Jones. And I also think that the connection with DJ Moore the past two weeks is giving him more confidence and also making them a much better team. And we believed before the season, the Bears would be a better team because in the same way, Jalen Hurts got better with AJ Brown, Josh Allen got better with Stephon Diggs, Justin Fields would get better with a number one caliber receiver. That's why I bet the Bears. All right. I'm not going to try to convince a guy who's a Bears fan to fade the Bears. I get oh, it. This has no, listen, listen, this has nothing to do with it. Unluckiest team in football is the Vikings. Go look at the luck rankings. You love luck rankings. I guarantee you they're a top three and unluckiest team in football right now in Minnesota. Cousins has historically struggled with bad teams, 11-20-1 against the spread versus teams with a win percentage of 33% or less. Yeah, that's not ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. Indianapolis is visiting, visiting Jacksonville. Anthony Richardson will not be playing. We like this one. We grabbed it at five and a half. Uh, it started moving when we were on the show. Money and tickets all on the Colts. And that was even before the Richardson news. To me, it just feels like way too much inflation on the Jags after beating Buffalo, who honestly could barely feel the defense and still almost won the game. Yeah, it's really tough. It feels like such an inflated number. I believe Evan gave us a stat last week, like a team that comes back from London and doesn't take the bye. Apparently, all their games are super close. And we had that with Atlanta last week. Like, the game really did come down uh, yeah. to the last snap. So, I'm right there with you, Chad. We're getting a big number. Another team that's a real public dog. But, you know, me and Chad, we we like this number. So, it sucks that it moves so much. But we're still getting a four and a half, which is such a key number. Of course, I'm, I'm going to bet that. I already have bet it. Like Chad said, I bet the five and a half. Bet five yesterday. I'll bet the four and a half again today. It's just, it's a big number for a matchup. We think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. So, uh, how, how do you not take the points here against a Jaguars team that they've looked incredible for two weeks, but me and Chad said it like that was in London. Now they're coming back home. Let's see if they can carry that momentum back home where the last time they were at home in Jacksonville, they got blown out by Houston. This number should probably be three, three and a half overreaction to maybe Richardson being out and this line open five and a half. And you've seen the pros just bet it down. So um ha happy to take the four and a half, Chad. Yeah, uh, I'm putting this one on the list. First game we're putting on the list as a potential entrant in our faves five, we talked about this on Sunday. Even when Minshew came in, I made a note. Do not feel anxious about Anthony Richardson being replaced by Gardner Minshew. This Colts team, they tackle well. They do the basics well. There's a Vrabel-esque feel to this team. Put themselves in a position to win when there is an opportunity to win the game. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yep. Uh, all right. Another game. Sunday night, we talked about Seattle. Seattle was a three-point underdog. The line has moved to two and a half. 
This is a pros-Joes game against the Bengals, I should say. Tickets on the Bengals, money on Seattle. I grabbed Seattle plus three, two and a half. I don't like it as much. Like I want to go to the Bengals because this is a great matchup for their offense where you can pass the ball on the Seahawks game. I know they look like, you know, the best team ever against Daniel Jones and this Giants team. But we mean you know they're not, Chad. We know the the Seahawks have a bunch of weaknesses and good teams can exploit them. If you have the right receiving core, you can really exploit this young secondary that this the Seahawks team has. So, you know, if I read all week that Joe Burrow is still moving well and no setbacks, two and a half on the Bengals and a healthy Joe Burrow, you probably going to end up on it. Like, you watch that game against Arizona, he was scrambling. He was moving in the pocket and then on, on the move, making those downfield throws, which for three weeks, you watch the same footage, he could not hit those throws on the run. And now it looks like he kind of got his groove back and his rhythm back and his timing back with Chase. It's a big deal. Like, so me and Chad, I hate being on the public side, but it feels like a two and a half. That, that's a good number to back this Bengals team. So I'll throw a little bet on it now. And then we'll, we'll you know, I'll, I'll know more by Thursday about what the pros are doing on this one. But my my first glance, first instinct was kind of with Chad, where it's like I wanted to take the Seahawks. But then after going back, watching the Arizona game, Joe, Joe Burrow looks like old Joe Burrow. So I'll, I'll take him here as a desperate team to get back to three and three. Like they need this game to get back to 500. So I like Joe in that position. So here's the thing about the Bengals that has me equivocating. What do we know about that Arizona team? And what do we know about the quality of that win? Joe looked amazing. Do we end up giving Joe too much credit for beating an Arizona team that had been overperforming? No, because I just I wanted to see a move. That's like it could have been anyone out there. It doesn't matter what the team was. It could have been your Bears team, the worst, one of the worst defenses in football. Just seeing him move would have made me happy. Like the guy had him moving outside the pocket. He hadn't been moving around inside the pocket. Like you go and watch that Tennessee team. You it looks like Joe had never played football before. Like he just would stand back there. He was counting a five in his head and then just get sacked. And like Joe, healthy against Arizona, he didn't look that way. Like he'd count the three in his head. Once it got past three, like old Joe, he'd move in the pocket or he'd get outside the pocket and use his feet. So that that's really what I wanted to see. And I mean, you could totally get burned if we go in on this week against the Seahawks and Joe isn't right and he isn't healthy. And that was just a mirage against the Cardinals. But from all everything I've seen in the tape, everything I've read from the beat writers this week, sounds like Joe's kind of gone over that leg injury. Carolina is visiting Miami. Miami is a 14-point favorite right now. Last week on the show, talked for a minute about the Giants. And ultimately, you decided to back Miami as a really big favorite. Turned out to be exactly the right call. Carolina, you talked about luck rankings, and you know how much I love the luck rankings by Sean Kerner and Nick Giffen and Billy Ward, our predictive analytics team. Everyone must check them out. They will do like what the expected score would have been if you clean up the noise of unforeseen circumstances, right? You get rid of some turnovers, you get rid of some bad luck, et cetera, et cetera. Carolina this year, uh, the expected scores in their games would have been like 91 for Carolina, 144 for their opponents. The actual score in their games, 91 for Carolina, 144 for their opponents. Carolina is exactly who we think they are. A terrible football team with Bryce Young averaging the fewest air yards per completion or something like that. Awful, awful football team. Do we back Miami again as a massive favorite? And I don't know if you saw the clip of uh, Frank Reich talking about 
what everything that went into getting Bryce Young, but he basically put it on the owner. Like he pretty much openly said, I wanted a different quarterback, and the owner was the one that stepped in. And we talked see that. Yeah, we talked in nauseum all offseason before the draft. Everything I was hearing and how everything I heard was everyone on the coaching staff was all in on CJ. Everyone loved CJ, brought him for the interview, and they loved him, loved the kid. And then out of nowhere, two weeks before the draft, the Bryce Young number moved, and it looks like it was the owner that stepped in and took this kid, which, you know, is looking like a total, total bust. Like, this kid is just undersized. He looks completely terrified out there, and I don't want to put too much on him because just, it's just really not his fault. Like, I think Bryce Young does have a ton, ton of talent. He's one of the smartest quarterbacks ever to come out of college football. They're just, they've, they've set him up to fail. And, you know, I tried to go in on him last week at plus 10. It was a good number against that Lions team. And they totally steamrolled him. Like, every time he has the ball, I, I just have no confidence in this team getting downfield and scoring. And I want to take him here. This is such a big number. But if you're giving me, some books have at 13 and a half right now for Miami. And Tua had a bad game last week. And they still covered at 16. Like, he threw a pick six, and they still beat the Giants by double digits. So um, they're a team that I told you I wouldn't get caught by this Miami team. I adjusted my rankings. Even after the Bills game, they got blown out by the Bills. I did not move them in my power rank because I kept them right where I had them before the game, which was right behind the Bills. It's like, you know, they're they're just not that they're not that bad of a team compared to these other top-tier teams. So if I'm going to give these, you know, tons of respect to these really good teams, like the Lions, who I should have gave more respect to against this Carolina team, I have to do it here with Miami, Chad. So I hate it. I hate doing it. I hate taking a big favorite again, back-to-back weeks. But um, how does Carolina keep up in this game? Like, is Adam Phelan really going to go off again for another 150 yards and a touchdown? Like, it's just – it just isn't there for Carolina. They're like – they're going to get – if they get into shootouts, they're never going to win. I don't think they have the dogs on defense anymore to get stops. So I, I'm not seeing how this team makes the moves and makes the decisions and the coaching, too, on Carolina. Like, they're just – they're just so outclassed right now compared to Miami. Uh, I'll do the chalky pick. I'll take the big favorite in Miami here. Under 14, though. If you get 13 and a half, that's a big deal to me. So hopefully you can find that 13 and a half. Producer Tito just put a note in the chat. In April, Panthers owner David Tepper said the team didn't need an elite wide receiver because Bryce Young was going to be playing QB like a point guard. <laughs> you know what's interesting? You and I are more afraid to bet a team that is setting offensive records as a two-touchdown favorite than we are to bet on a terrible team with one of the worst quarterbacks, performing quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Isn't that interesting, <laughs> like the psychology of betters, that a 14-point favorite, which is an automatic play for the public, is scarier for us than a 14-point underdog on a terrible team. It's also for good reason. Like when Tua threw that pick six, I was like, "Well, that bet's dead." Like you don't you don't overcome overcome a pick six. No, when you're, when I, you're I, I, your I saw that. I'm like, "That's fucked." Yeah, but Miami, their offense is so good. That's why it's like I want to get there with the Panthers. But after a bad week, I expect Miami to get things right offensively, and this is a great game to get right against. New Orleans is visiting Houston. The Houston Texans are one and a half point underdogs. CJ Stroud looked great the other day. He didn't look great for three and a half quarters. And then he looked like a guy who knows what he's doing. New Orleans blew out Bill Belichick and the Patriots. To me, that was a smash spot. You sort of could see that coming. It's a tough one for me. To me, it is really obvious where it shouldn't be, but it is. It's you're back in a Saints veteran defense against the rookie quarterback. Like this kid 
once again, he's been playing out of the world, but every week you're getting more tape on him. Every week it's going to get a little tougher for CJ. Teams are going to take away what he likes to do. Here comes the Saints. Like the Saints offense, I have no faith in. Even after that New England game, I still have a lot of questions right now about Derek Carr. I just I don't know if he's fully healthy after taking that shoulder injury a couple of weeks ago. So um, if you're like me and you want to back the Saints, you're just you're back in this veteran defense against this rookie QB. But I totally get it if you're coming on Houston. I know a really sharp group that came in on Houston. I believe this number was three plus two and a half when it opened. They came in. Now it's just stuck at one and a half. So um, it's another week of pros are on both sides. Like there's guys like me who really like the Saints team, believe in this defense. And then there's the other side of the ball where it's like CJ has performed well against really good defenses all season. Like this guy's played well in every game. And, you know, I, I want to get there with him, but the, the line to me has just moved too much. Like, we're getting the Saints now at minus one and a half against this Houston team. I just I I don't want to say it feels like I'm a little crazy, but it does when I'm talking to people. They're just like, well, you got to take Houston here. It's like, do we really? Like, is this really we're just gonna keep buying high on this Houston team after they just keep covering every week? So um, yeah, in an ideal world, this number would have been three and I could have been on Houston, but it's it's moved too much. I'll just take the value on the Saints team that basically they just need to win this game to cover this number. Dennis Allen continues to be one of the worst coaches in the past 20 years. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Defense is good, though, man. He's a good defensive coordinator. The other day, my buddy Seth, who's been on the podcast, Seth Wickersham, who wrote a best-selling book. Oh, is that New York Times bestseller? New York Times bestseller. A couple of New York Wickersham. Times bestsellers cutting it up. Yeah, a couple, a couple guys cutting it up. You know what we were doing, actually? <clears throat> he lives nearby, and his kid... Had, you know, he's got a young kid who had like a soccer practice at a school nearby. So he had an hour to kill and he was near the house. So he came over on Friday afternoon, went outside and we threw the football around. We played some catch. And uh, <laughs> I was like, Seth, why does Dennis Allen have a job as an NFL head coach? And then as he as the Saints were killing the Patriots, he's like, Dennis Allen is killing the Patriots right now. I'm like, Dennis Allen is killing the Patriots in spite of himself. He's killing the Patriots because Mac Jones is a terrible quarterback. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he, he runs a good scheme. I agree with you. Like, it's the same thing as Josh McDaniels last night. That guy is such a fucking idiot. Like, he might be a great offensive coordinator. That dude cannot coach. He does not know how to use his timeouts, anything like that. You're right there. You're saying, like, I agree with you totally about Dennis Allen. The guy makes such stupid head coaching decisions all the time. But defensively, he's he's a genius. Like, his defenses are so good every week. They come prepared, and they just they scheme up so well against whoever they're playing against. I mean – I think the best game, the worst game they've had this year was against Baker in that offense. And now it's just because it was never ending short fields. Like every time his defense got on the field, the ball was already in their zone. So um, I, I, I could be having a big miss here. You're right, Chad. Like I'm probably putting a little too much faith into this defense here, but I got to take him in this defense against this rookie QB. All right. San Francisco at Cleveland. Look, this is the game that we're dying to talk about. The Niners, 15 consecutive regular season wins. Ties the 49ers record set when it was Joe Montana and Bill Walsh, right? They've scored 30 plus points in eight straight regular season games. Longest streak for an NFC team since the Rams of 99-2000, the, uh, the Kurt Warner Super Bowl winning Rams. You wisely said, take this game at three on Sunday night. Got to listen to the Sunday night pod. I have since taken the Browns at plus five. It is now five and a half. It may go higher. I took it kind of thinking Deshaun Watson might play and thinking it wouldn't go higher. Now it has, and I feel like a dope. Um, 
explain your thoughts here because you had a really good comment. And if you don't say it, then I'll remind you what it was about the Niners in this position in the schedule and what this should have been. Yeah, this was a scheduled loss. Like this was going to be our easiest bet of the week. Everyone in the world was going to come in heavy on the 49ers. This is just a classic example of the, not the general public doesn't look into things we look into, Chad, but they don't understand that the Browns' biggest strength is their D-line. The 49ers' biggest weakness is their offensive line. I know it didn't show up against the Cowboys like you thought it would, but there isn't just a Parsons you can take away from this Browns team. Like, even if they take away Garrett, there, there's other guys on this D-line that are, you know, just as talented getting to the quarterback. So this was going to be such an easy bet. And we talked Sunday night. Like, I was making that bet on the 49ers just in case they blow out Dallas. I was like, there's no way this line will stay at three. We didn't know Watson was still really banged up. And that's why this line, I think, has moved so much. It's not just because the public has come in on it. It's the books predicting against all the money line and teasers they're going to be getting on this 49ers team. Like, my brother, one of the most public bettors I know, he was like, yeah, this week, Eagles teasers, 49ers teasers. This week, Rams teasers with the 49ers teaser. Like, everyone's going to be doing those really chalky teasers. And there's always going to – we're going to talk about these other games. But there's, like, a bunch of games this week that I really love the home dog getting no love from the public. The public, they've had their week. I think it's 62% so far. The teams getting the most tickets have covered. That does That's so rare. I think it's the most the public has won since 2005. So, man, Chad, they're going to get caught eventually. And we've had a nice run. Where we've, we've really danced around these last couple of weeks. Like, you know how much I love to fade the public, but there's been certain lines where just like, that, that line just isn't right. The books haven't caught up to it. So, this one on paper was going to be the easiest bet ever. We were going to go all in the Browns and a huge letdown spot for the 49ers team. 49ers were going to lose this game. Now, if it's P.J. Walker against this 49ers defense, forget about it. They're dead. This number should be seven or above. So if you're you're asking me what the value is right now, if Watson doesn't play, it's easily on the 49ers. If this game is seven and a half come Sunday morning, me and Chad might have to talk about it because it's like that's a that's a big number to take. So if if you're out there and you want to take the 49ers team, you missed the three we gave out Sunday night, you can go ahead and take it, take the five now. And if, if Watson's out, you're gonna have good value. If he comes back in, you can ride with me and Chad. Like if Watson's playing this game, the Browns will be in our contest. This will be an automatic bet this week. If if it is Watson, if not, go out of value right now is on the 49ers. You're getting a good number. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Simon, I want you 
to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Oh, Simon, does a game day without Little Caesars even count as a game day? Not at all. Not at all. Order online during our pizza, pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what is crustier? The crust of a Little Caesars pizza or Bill Belichick? The crust on the pizza. However you order your crust, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Washington at Atlanta. Atlanta is now a two and a half point favorite. Again, we owe people, as Simon says, we owe people an exact decision. I got two things coming up that could go either way. I have no interest and no opinion in this game. I shockingly like Washington here. I, I was hoping it was going to stay at three, and that would have been a really nice number to take, especially in contests if it was going to be three and a half. Automatic play. Sure, Desmond made some good throws last week. When I go back and graded it, he had the most completions on balls that shouldn't have been completed. Like his wide receivers did amazing things for him last week, made amazing catches. He was thrown into crazy tight windows, which he completed it. Like I'm not hating on the kid, but over time, he's not that guy. Like I've seen him through five weeks. He just... He's inconsistent, and if I'm looking at a team that's being undervalued right now, and you know, when Fields is hot and you got a wide receiver like DJ, they can make any defense look really dumb and bad. And Washington, they might have a bad defense. Like we've had multiple weeks now where they've kind of been blown up and they've been passed against by really good offenses. Atlanta doesn't have Russell Wilson. Atlanta doesn't have a Jalen Hurts. They don't have a Justin Fields type. They got Desmond Ritter, who's coming off arguably his best pass game of his career. So um, it, it burned me last week trying to fade a quarterback like Zach Wilson, who had the best week of his life. He didn't play that well against Denver. Like he made some big throws, but overall he wasn't like spectacular. No. I expect the same here for Desmond Ritter. Like I expect him to have a down game. He's inconsistent. That's what he's been since he's been in the NFL. And I'm happy to pay for it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll make the bet on the dog. I'll, I'm going to have them in our money line around Robin Washington. It's just a team that people wouldn't believe it, but they're not as bad as they've looked like their offense can move the ball. Their defense has a really good front four. they, they have some things that build off of that team. So um, to me, this line should be, you know, where it's at. I, I wish it was plus three. Like right now, technically the value is according to my model, the value is on Atlanta here, but I, I still think, Two and a half, such a key number. When we got burned by it last week, like this hit on the dog against Atlanta, um, it's hard for me not to get sucked in and take this plus two and a half on this Washington team, Chad. It's just I don't really see that big of a difference between these two teams right now. So um, it doesn't doesn't shock me the public has come in and some pros have come in on Atlanta. Um, you know, that's just like you said, you didn't really have an opinion on this team. I feel like a lot of people are going to be that way. It's like both both these teams have such big weaknesses and strengths. It's really hard to try to try to get better on one side. New England at Las Vegas. Look, team off a horrible loss versus a team that just won in prime time. Everything will say Pats are undervalued. Las Vegas is overinflated. Uh, teams coming off a night game, playing a team who lost by 20 points or more. Since 1990, the favorite, uh, uh, 38%. So wow. that is the Raiders. One of the next two games we're going to talk about will be my exact decision. If you feel strongly about one of the next two games, as E. Simon says, 
I will choose either one, but I think we got to put New England plus three on the list here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll take the we'll take the plus three. Um, <laughs> they are horrible. They're like just thinking horrible. about it right now. I mean, thank God I was off them last week because I took so much shit hearing from so many pros. Kind of same thing as you were. It's like you're back in Dennis Allen against Belichick. Like, this is such a bad matchup. He's going to get out coached. And it doesn't matter how good your coaching is when you have a guy like Mac Jones. Like, this kid gift wrapped that seat, that Saints game, like throwing picks, throwing a pick six. Um, he was God. dazed and confused the whole game. It, I know. It, it looked like it almost looked like we were watching 1950s football. <laughs> he was just lobbing like, the ball was a different shape and he was just almost pushing it as far as he could in high arching throws. And I have to wonder if he has PTSD going back here from last year where he had one of the worst plays we've ever seen in all football where oh, right. the game was tied. He completely got destroyed. The ball taken away from the guy ran down the field. Uh, might've been Chandler Jones or someone like that. Took it the other way and scored the touchdown. That, that was that. And since then, everything has just gotten worse for this Patriots team. Like, ever since that moment, it's just all been bad. So, Chad's right. Like, maybe someone will come into my life and hopefully talk me out of making this one of our five. But I mean, this is what me and Chad do. We, we buy low at the lowest point on teams. It doesn't get any lower than this team. People thought the week before was rock bottom. Then they came out and lost 34 nothing to that Saints team. And... You know, another crazy stat, Mac Jones already has many pick sixes in his early career as Tom Brady did his entire career at Gillette. Like, that's just the difference between a Hall of Famer and a guy that's probably going to be out of the league in a year or two. So, totally hate this game, Chad. It's making me sick to my stomach thinking about taking it. But that's how I felt last week with Pittsburgh. So, Chad, Chad's on to something here. We probably got to take this plus three and just hold our nose and take the Patriots here. Detroit at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I bet the Tampa Bay... Uh, I bet three and a half on Sunday night. Huge pros Joe's game here. Bets on the Lions, money on the Bucks. Jared Goff, 100% most profitable quarterback against the spread. I was writing down notes on Sunday, Simon. Are we going to have to start talking about Jared Goff as MVP? But his dome split road splits are, are terrible. Under 500 against the spread. I don't think the market has adjusted to the Bucks, And I think they've overinflated the Lions. Exact decision, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, I'll say a plus three. We like it both ways, three and a half and three. The choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders, execute them. Executive decision. So there's only threes out there. Oh. I just want people to get mad at us. You you want to get the three and a half here. Like that, that was a big deal to me. Hopefully it comes back. Me and Chad already talked about it. The public is going to be all over this Lions game. After that Dallas game, I did move in my power ratings, the Lions ahead of them, but there's still a pretty big gap between the Eagles and the 49ers and the Lions and the Dallas team. Like this Lions team, they have looked incredible. They've been beating up on some bad teams lately. This is going to be a good test for them. They're going outdoors against a team that is just, you know, say what you want about Baker and this Tampa Bay team and how lucky they've been. I know in their luck rankings, they're one of the luckiest teams we have right now. They play really hard. And like I look at all their all the games they've been in, even that Eagles game, like if, if Mike Evans didn't have those really bad drops, yeah. that they would have been in, in that game. Matt Mitchell just said it's the cream school week, too. Like they got the cream school uh Tampa Bay jerseys on. That that's gotta add another point to our line, right, Chad? So yeah. um 
Yeah, just we, we love Tampa. We're hoping for a three and a half. Like that's what we want. We want the three and a half. Public, do your thing. Come in on the line, team. Buy at their peak. This is this is the kind of team you guys love. Me, me and Chad will just hopefully get the three and a half. So uh Chad Chad gave it out of three right now. That's one reason I'm not making my Simon says. It's just I'm hoping I, I bet the three. I just want people to know I bet the three. But right now, most of my money's on the three and a half. So I'm hoping to get back to that three and a half. It's just it's such a key number in a game that no one will be shocked if it comes down to a field goal. Like these teams are more evenly matched than people perceive. All right, look, this next game is so hard. Philadelphia at the New York Jets. Jets are six and a half point dogs. We faded the Jets last week because we did not believe Zach Wilson could play well two weeks in a row. I said last week, I don't want to bet the Rams because the (laughs) Eagles remind me of the Patriots circa 2010s, right? Great coaching, great talent, super confident. They can win even while like learning how to play the game with all new coordinators and, you know, understanding a new system. Soon they're going to be perfect. And there were times against the Rams where they looked truly dominant. It's a big number on the road. I know I should like the Jets here. Talk me off the Eagles. I almost made this our Simon says, but just because it's up to seven now for this Jets team, I'm worried that number is going to disappear. Jesus Christ. But I won't do it to our fans. I, I won't do it. I won't make our Simon says, but it might not be our big bowlers bet. It's just, how do you not grab the seven right now? The Eagles are the 28th team right now in red zone offense. Like last year, they're the third team in red zone offense. Like that, you can see the difference between the offensive coordinator from last year, who looks amazing with this Colts team, and this new OC we have with this Eagles that, yeah, we're getting the ball downfield. We're driving downfield. The red zone offense is really sloppy. Like, and the Jets, the way this team plays defense is they kind of do the old school Belichick thing where it's like between the 20s, we'll give you guys all the yards you want. We're going to make you dink and dunk all the way downfield. And then once you get in the red zone, that's where we get our stops. And that's really what it feels like this Jets team has been this year. So, um, you know, they do have weaknesses. I, I need to I read. I would want to know who's going on with their injuries. Like if sauce is out, that's a big deal. And I know they already lost one of their offensive linemen this week. You know, that that's that's a big deal. This Jets team already had a really bad offensive line. So, you know, I'm not going to make it, Simon says. Don't worry, people, but don't be shocked. This is one of me and Chad's five. It's just a really good number against an Eagles team that Chad's totally right. They have all the talent. They should be one of the best teams in all of football. There's just something missing with this team right now. And, you know, seven points, seven points on the road. Maybe I give that respect to the 49ers who deserve it right now, but I don't think the Eagles have deserved that kind of respect. So um, Jalen Hurts this year, what's he, 3-0 now on the road, ATS? Pretty shocking because that's usually where he struggles. Um, I think I think we have a little bit of regression coming, and we'll catch, we'll catch this Jets team at a good number at plus seven and just take it. All right, so we'll wait. I do worry that Jalen Carter will make Zach Wilson uh, just disappear into the earth. No, it's scary. He could kill him. <laughs> he honestly could kill him. He's so good. So good. He's so big. He looks bigger and faster than like Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. Like it doesn't even look like a comparison. And those guys are massive and fast. It's uncanny. It's freakish. <laughs> I'm so glad the Bears didn't take him because that would have been a terrible idea for them. Uh, <laughs> Arizona at the Rams. I don't have a lean or an edge here. Uh, the public loves the Cardinals. The wise guys are on the Rams. I guess that should tell me something. 
Yeah, I wanted to get there, the Rams, but uh, it's just it's a lot. That's a lot of points for a Rams team that you know they just don't. They they feel like the kind of team chat that me and you are going to love backing as a dog and then fading as a favorite this year. They're just six and a half, by the way. That's the number right now. Yeah, like doesn't that feel huge? So that's that's the only thing that's scaring me off. Yeah. Where it's like, I, why wouldn't I be in the Cardinals here? That's such a huge number. So um, a game I haven't put a penny on yet. I'm going to talk to some people, see what they're seeing on this one. But there's some games I just don't have a read on. This is one of them where it's like my my gut is telling me you got to take the Cardinals here. But my, my head's saying, why why is this number so big? Um, doesn't make sense. Maybe it's an overreaction to last week and the Cardinals getting blown out by the Bengals and kind of everyone's left them now and they're off, they're off this team. But isn't that usually when we kind of come in and buy on the team chat? It feels like that's the right move, but I just don't get why this number is so big. Like, Right now, I'm showing two points of value right now in my model. Like, I have this at four and a half. So, don't be shocked if if we're in on this one again where it's like, I, I like I like the Cardinals team. It's a big number, but fishy, fishy number that it's moved this much off, I don't know, a bad loss, I guess, to the Bengals. So, I, I don't know, Chad. Just a, a weird number right now that I don't really have a play on. I thought last week was hard, but this week, it's shaping up to be pretty hard, too. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's their sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsored this show. Two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. I'm going to open the Game Time app right now from my house here in Connecticut. Guess what, folks? NHL season is opening right now. I could go see the New Jersey Devils for $70 right here, not too far from my house. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week, go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, we're not going to spend much time on this game because it's the Giants at Buffalo, and you already said the Giants are blacklisted. So, ta-da, nothing to say. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and just keep an eye on Daniel Jones. He might be injured. He might be missing this game. So um, I want to take the Bills, but the Bills have maybe the worst injury of luck right now in football. I think they're down two of their best. Matt Milano out, lost a quarter, yeah. lost a defensive back against the Jags, like lost some offensive linemen. They're in trouble right now. No, it's bad. Like they're they're just they're just running into really bad luck right now with injuries. So um, it's a massive spread. I'm just going to throw a little on, you know, whatever, minus 14 with the Bills, just in case Daniel Jones is out, even though if he is out, how much does this line really move, you know? Um, that's how bad you know, it is right now. He's no Giants. Justin Jefferson to the line, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't really know what to do with this one, but Chad's right, we'll just keep it moving. Monday Night Football, this is going to be your Simon Says because we haven't had it yet. It's Dallas visiting the Chargers. The Cowboys were exactly who we thought they were on Sunday night. We are not buyers in Mike McCarthy. We are not buyers in Dak Prescott. We felt pretty alone on the Niners at three and a half. And I comfortably went to bed at halftime. (laughs) What are we saying about uh, Simon Says here? Simon Says, if you can find it, go grab the two and a half on this Chargers team right now. Plus two and a half. Well, it's at the most public book in America. It's at two and a half. So people will be able to find it. got to do it we take the dog here we take the points and we hope it lands on two like this chargers team 
they always play down to their competition, which means when they're playing bad teams, usually they have a letdown. Whenever he's playing really good teams, Herbert, in primetime games, he usually shows up and plays really well. And looking at this matchup, I mean, it hurt them last week not having Diggs on that secondary, and you saw how Purdy could do whatever he want passing against them. Now we got Herbert. Like, you think they're going to figure all this out in a week to prepare against Herbert in this high-powered offense the Chargers have? I do not. You think their, their offensive line is going to figure out all their struggles? Like, last week was the first time their five stars played, played together against that 49ers team. You know, the 49ers got a decent amount of pr- uh, pressure. Even early in the early in the game, they were getting pressure. And now, you know, I, I have no idea if Khalil Mack has found his groove after getting six sacks in one game. But he did look different, and Bosa has looked better every game this year. So if the Chargers can get their pass rushing going, we've seen Dak doesn't like pressure at his feet. Like the guy throws when he's off balance or if he doesn't have his feet set. You saw it yesterday. Like he throws into tight windows, and if the ball is a little off target, it's going to be a pick. Like that's that's just how it is with Dak. So I, I wanted to get Dallas here because I was just like, you know what? The public will come in really heavy on the Chargers, and this line would probably be a pick. It's not. Like we're getting plus two and a half right now with this Chargers team that – to me, this line is going to keep going down. I think it'll be two, one and a half by the time we come back on Thursday. So that's why I'm making it my Simon Says. Like, I want to do the Jets because it's at seven now, but I do think the Jets could keep going up now. They're getting injuries. This Chargers team, I only could see this number coming down. So if you can grab it, go get that two and a half right now. You didn't uh, give me a rundown on, as of Tuesday, your biggest bets so far this week. Uh my biggest bet so far, I, I don't know. I had a decent amount put into the 49ers when we did our show, and I did it a lot on Tampa, plus three and a half. So, yeah, my my biggest bets right now, I feel like Tampa. Like, Tampa's probably my most most money bet at three and a half. Um, once again, I'm, I'm hoping you guys can get the three and a half. I know it's gone, but that, that's just – I hope it comes back up for people. And, you know, right now, Chad, I guess Chargers are my number two, like, I just wow. I, I, I haven't gotten too much down yet. I'd be honest. Like I haven't like the prior weeks, even last week, I really didn't have a lot down until Friday, Saturday. So um it's shaping up again this week where I'm kind of with you, Chad. Where like after this week feels super tough. It's just tough for me to make the bets where it's like I'm really gonna have to stomach some of these bets. Like this Jets bet against the Eagles, it's uncomfortable. Like knowing that I'm probably gonna have to bet this Browns team against the 49ers team, really uncomfortable. I mean, you talk about a Tampa game, even though it's a great number. It's still like we're, I'm putting a lot of money on Baker at home yeah. against, you know, one of the best teams in football around this line. So um, definitely a week. If you're a fan of the show, it's it's going to be one of the tougher weeks. You just got to hold your nose and make these bets like trust the numbers. Trust what me and Ted are peaching you that the public, they've kind of had their, their time in the sun. It's going to come back down. It's going to come back down hard for them. We should change the name of this podcast to the Hold Your Nose podcast. <laughs> it's it's it, essentially it what we ask people to do. Yeah. It's like torture. As a reminder, the favorites podcast, that's a, that's a great segue in, into our sponsor. As a reminder, the favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 and over and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Until Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.